welcome to All Round Mine with Primark, the podcast that's like a Hollywood celebrity home tour, but our guests have let us through the front door. I'm Arielle Free. And I'm George Lawton, and you are joining us from our studio home, and we're inviting you all around. So, what are you waiting for? Come on in. Any exciting things that's happened in your home this week, George? Honestly, it's been non-stop round mine. <laughs> really? Absolutely unbelievable. I tell you what, I, I would go into it, but um, there'd be too much fun to cover. Um, oh, really? So, yeah, I'll leave it with you. What about you? Any, oh, uh, any fun I had and games? a peak life hack this week. I always like a life hack. I've had these lights that the worst design fault ever they have like sticky back kind of foam things that you stick to the surface and the light but the light when it's on heats the adhesive and then they just melt off and fall down are we talking kitchen lights yeah like kind of under kitchen cupboards so I've got this Facebook residence group okay and I was like okay I've been in this flat for like four years I need someone must have a solution to this like stupid design fault and and they came back with the velcro strips Oh, what, the command strips? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Game changer. There's nothing that a command strip can't do. No more falling lights. And also, <laughs> it's the first time the actual residence group have ever replied to me on that Facebook group. They often ignore me. I so. was going to say, this This Facebook residence group sounds like the business. But that's my life hack for this week. Um, it's time to take a sneak peek around our next guest home. And I am so excited about this one because I know there is going to be a plethora of goodies inside Miss Laura Whitmore's home. A plethora indeed. Uh, yes, Laura Whitmore. <laughs> presenter extraordinaire and soon-to-be-published author. Yeah, I'm so excited to go around, so let's check it out. Shall we go on in? Let's go. Hello, it's Laura here, and I am at the front door, and that is why my dog is barking, because he thinks it's the postman. It's me! It's me! I'm in North London. I get, I'm going to come in. Mick, it's me! So that's the dog. So I... There you are. It's just me at the front door. Relax. It's all right. That's all good. You can hear the washing machine on. This is a house that's all go. I wish you could smell this because we're in the kitchen now making up a little bit of lunch. Oh, hear that. Some tacos, some chicken, some peppers. It smells good. Food is very important. We've kind of an open plan kitchen and dining area. I think back in the days when you could have loads of people over, it came in very handy. And there's Mick. Hey, Mick. Hey, how are you? How are you? I see you. I see it. I'm going to walk through into the living room where we've got lots of guitars and stuff, actually. That needs to be tuned a bit. That doesn't sound very good, does it? Tambourine. Maracas. Lots of bits and pieces, which we probably don't need around the house. Hello, Mick. Mick's going to follow me around. Um, Let's walk this way, Mick. Come on. And... We'll go upstairs. I won't show too much, but basically we'll skip the bedrooms and go straight into the most important room, which is the bathroom. And in the bathroom, we have the bath. And then also the one thing which makes me very swanky and far from what I was raised, a television in the bath. Oh, oh, and I've just dropped the um, waterproof remote control into the bath. Thank God it's waterproof. Um, what was the last thing I was watching? Oh, wait till you hear this. This is the sound you want to hear when you're in the bath. People say I am the best. <laughs> I was going to do the Kachung from Netflix, but I didn't go. What am I watching at the moment? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And what else? Oh, Selling Sunset. And then Bridgerton. What else is up there? We've been getting through a lot. But this is me time when I'm watching shows. Oh, that's it on there. Oh, Grace and Frankie. Great show. But I'm not having a bath now, so we'll turn that off. 
Mick, you want to follow me around this way? And then into my office. So this is where I record radio from. We've got like a little area over here that's a little bit padded, so it's a little bit flatter. And also where I keep a lot of clothes for work. But at the moment, there's a lot of tracksuits and activewear and comfy pants. And then we've got Ian's man cave and we've got some bedrooms. And I'm going to go and find the dog now because he has disappeared and that is worrying. Little quick nip round to the garden pub in the garden. It's basically a shed. That's what I'll call him. It's actually pretty miserable out here today. Normally we've got parakeets in the garden, which are really loud and chirpy, but they are not feeling the rain today and I don't blame them. Back inside where it's warm. Not at all. I sound like I'm out of breath. I'm like, I need to get fit. <laughs> Wrapped after going up the stairs. Laura, welcome to the show. I want to touch on on one thing before we talk about anything else. I feel else. like I know what you're going to go straight out It's with. a constant throughout the entirety of the tour, really. Uh, Mick the dog. <laughs> Bless him. It always ends up about him. Everything I do. Can you describe Mick to us? He's around here somewhere. Um, needy. Uh, no, he's lovely. He's small, fluffy. He's a Maltipoo, which sounds like a ridiculous type of dog, but it's a Maltese mixed with a poodle. But he does follow me everywhere. Like, he will follow me to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't have any privacy in my own house. I could very much relate to this. We've got a uh, Maltishon, so Ooh. also small, white and fluffy, uh, but a Maltese and a Bichon. And she literally follows me everywhere. And it's just got worse throughout lockdown because yeah. whenever I'm not in my bedroom doing work, I mean, she will just go wild. Wild. Oh, really? Yeah. I quite like the mix of a bit of a guard dog as well. Yeah. Like the minute you were out the door. <laughs> it, like, yeah, because as soon as the, like, we don't even have to wait for the doorbell. He can hear the gate and he just starts. So I'm like, someone's coming to the door or the postman's almost here. So I think I confused him when I started the tour from the door. He was like, what's going on? <laughs> I want to get straight to your bathtub mm. because I feel like that's your favourite haven within your home. Would you say that's right? Yeah, I guess it's Laura time. Yeah. Um, and even I was like mentioning some of the things that I watch in the bath. I used to have a laptop that I used to prop on the toilet. Yes. And I almost, I actually have to go into um, the Apple store once. They were like, why is your laptop not working? And I was like, well, it got water damage. No. <laughs> so a lot of the shows I watch in there are Laura time. Do you know the stuff that you can't really watch with the other half? Yes. Mm. Or the people that you live with. So it's completely my time. So that's for me a very special. I say my time. The dog normally comes. And, and just sits and watches. He's a bit perverse. Reruns but, of crafts. <laughs> exactly. We watch stuff together. But um, yeah, it's my time. I think it's really important to have your time. As someone who doesn't have a TV in my bathroom, but have done the old laptop on the toilet, <laughs> yeah. I really need to understand how this upgrade happened. So, it's like, so, you know, it's not expensive as well. It's really easy. Is it's it so like easy. built into the bath or like it's in, is the it in the wall? Or and you have a waterproof remote, which I didn't even realize was a thing. Do you know, most remote these days are uh, waterproof. waterproof. They have to be. Phones are as well. I didn't realise that a lot of phones are waterproof now. That's why they have a different connection. Um, ah. Probably because so many things were dropped in points and <laughs> toilets over the years. I remember staying in a hotel, basically, and I had a TV in the bath. And I was like... One day when I make it, yes. that's what I'm going to do. I don't care about the rest of the house if it's just a bathroom with a TV. 
And it does make me sound like I'm really fancy and far from what I've been raised <laughs> as. Um, <laughs> but it, it can be done. No, but also I like that goal. Like you said, you saw it in a hotel once. <laughs> you're like, that for me, like that's a goal within my house. If I have a, a TV in my bath, I think like that's a great goal to have and to achieve in your life. Yeah, I know. It's like, what, what do you want to achieve? I'd like to have an Oscar or a Golden Globe. <laughs> I want a TV in my bathroom. We once went away to quite an expensive place um, in a hotel. <laughs> and there, Ian was just like, it doesn't have a TV in the back. <laughs> I'd rather be at home. We've mentioned your hubby, Ian, um, and you two are both broadcasters and now both work on Love Island together. It's Ian Sterling, isn't it? Yeah, well, he's a stand-up comedian who's not doing a lot of stand-up at the moment. He's doing a lot of gigs <laughs> sitting down on Zoom. But you have your own spaces. He has his man cave for that and you have your office for yours, right? Yeah, I feel, I don't know how much work is going on in there. He says he's going to work and then I'm hearing a lot of FIFA. <laughs> but that is his work that, to an oh, extent I know, at the apparently moment, it's isn't a job. it? Yeah, it is, it is. Subscribe <laughs> to his channel, swipe up. <laughs> Do you know the name of his channel? Is it maybe his name? <laughs> it makes sense for it to be his name. I, I don't subscribe to it. I get the feeling that if you did know it, there's no way that you'd be saying it. <laughs> I'm going to say Twitch Ian Sterling something, I don't know. <laughs> And another thing that's very important to you that you mentioned on the tour, food. Mm. Mm. You were cooking. What was cooking? Sizzling away, wasn't it? Was oh, it tacos? Good. Yeah, that was the tacos. We were doing like Mexican like lunch one day. Mm. I, I definitely have to say the kitchen has become more used than ever um, in the past 12 months. Because before, I mean... Honestly, I think I was like Carrie Bradshaw that I almost used my oven just as storage for shoes. Um, <laughs> but but now like, we, you know, I cook things in there. So uh, food is really important. And I think, again, coming back to, you know, everything has kind of changed and we're, you know, we're in weird, unprecedented times. But to have structure and I think my day kind of works around food, like getting up mm. and having breakfast and lunch and dinner, um, which are things I didn't really do in that order. Sometimes I just eat on the go or forget to eat and then it's later. So having food and that structure. And also I just think for me that, you know, when I normally, you know, when you can have people over in your house, the kitchen, because we've got like a breakfast bar and things like, I just that's where like everyone kind of congregates. Mm. Um, and even growing up and stuff like that, especially Irish families with lots of cousins, a lot of people seem to hang out in the kitchen a lot. Sociable. Do you both chip into the cooking process or does does one of you very much take command of the whole situation? I think we're pretty good. Ian is a really good cook, which I didn't realise and he didn't really realise this year, <laughs> which is a nice surprise for all of us. But I think it's been really lovely to take turns because mm. it's quite tiring if the one person's doing it all the time. So to give one person a break and then someone else takes over. If only the dog could cook, it'd be great. Because <laughs> then we'd have like another evening off. I could be in the bath longer. In terms of like dishes, do you have like a one go-to signature dish that you will always cook? Um, I'm probably the better baker. Um, more than cook I like I've gotten better at cooking but because um, I'm not a huge meat eater I do a lot of like vegetarian uh, meals but baking I love so I cooked I baked a cheesecake oh. and red velvet cake wow um, I really like cookie dough so like as I'm like I'll bake but then half the dough's gone by the time I'm actually putting <laughs> it in the oven because I'm eating it as I'm doing it but yeah I'm, I'm, I quite like baking have you made a lockdown banana bread you know, I did. I did because I was peer pressured into it. But you know what I did? I didn't even, I didn't even, it was a half half to one in that it was one of those you add water to. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It comes in a sachet. I saw that and I'm like, I'll do that. I'll have ticked the box. I'll add the water. It was delicious. You're not selling it to me. 
You, you, <laughs> bit, of, bit of powder and some water. It, bit of powder and some water <laughs> and sure nobody knew. Um, I think it's safe to say you're quite musical as well. I don't think we've had a house yet that had maracas, a guitar <laughs> and tambourine. <laughs> it sounds like the perfect social house. Yeah, from that point in of there view. as well, actually. I was going to pick up the violin. The violin is Ian's. He played the violin as a kid and has a really? violin for some reason. Yeah. Do you know what I, lo- I love? I like growing up in Ireland... I know, I, I feel like this happens everywhere, but really like the Irish kind of cultures, there'd always be a session. So if you mm. went out drinking on a night out or when I lived in house shares in Dublin, you'd always go back to someone's house and have a sing song. Yeah. So, I mean, the neighbours loved us. <laughs> but it was just what you do and you'd stay up all night and someone would play the guitar. So like we can both play the guitar really badly. Like, you know, everyone has that one song they can play. Wonderwall, but, Oasis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But like, actually, mine zombie the cranberries. That's oh it. great. Um, but like, then you um, I, I'm lucky that like a lot of my friends are musicians. So I, I like I normally I'm not the one playing it. Yes, if you know what I mean. So, so when people would come back, I'm like, hey, get a song going. So you've got a tick list for whenever you uh, invite people around. You've got to make sure that there's a musician on that list just so that uh, you've some good tunes going when you get back home. Yeah, and I, I'm there with the tambourine, pretending I'm Stevie <laughs> Nicks. You know. So you have guitars and a violin and maracas and mm-hmm. you've got friends who are musicians. Which musicians have picked up those instruments and what have they played? Can uh, you name drop yeah, I couldn't for us? even, honestly, the amount of, um, the gu- I have a guitar. Ian's got a guitar. It's a pink electric guitar, which everyone thinks is mine, but that's Ian's. <laughs> and I've got an acoustic guitar I've had since I was like 16. And I think everyone has... Every musician has played that at some point, like who's a friend of mine or every Irish musician that exists at some point, especially when I lived in Camden, like in, in MTV back in the days and we'd have like Music parties hub. and stuff. That guitar has been played by other people more than it's been played by me. You need to start getting them to sign this guitar because this would be the most valuable I item. I haven't thought about that, yeah. I'm like, no, it's my guitar. Don't be putting your like, <laughs> keep it clean. But I think I've had it since I was about 16. Wow. And because um, they still have, you know, when you're younger, you stick stickers on things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yes. I have a little monkey sticker and a love heart sticker. And um, yeah, there's been like, yeah, everyone from like Danny from the script and Niall Horn, any Irish people oh, brilliant. Like, come through. There's like, a theme here, Laura. <laughs> Irish people, yeah. Who would be the dream person to pick up that guitar in your front room? I'll tell you who I don't want to pick it up. I remember it was a five in the morning once and I was upstairs and Ian and his comedian friend, Alfie, it was five in the morning, they start singing the calling, you know, like, no, wherever you will go. So yeah. Like that one. And I just rang his phone because I was in bed. I was like, shut the F up. It's <laughs> like, sorry, I'm going to go to five in the morning playing that guitar. I was like, I was like, I don't mind who plays it, but not five in the morning. Nope. I'm in bed. I'm getting up in the morning. Nope, exactly. I like that. And you've, of course, now got a space just for social occasions, pretty much, which is your pub shed. And, yes. and it's just me, Ian and Mick at the moment. So. <laughs> Do you use it a lot? Yeah, it, it's it's really, lo- again, similar to like how I have the bathroom, Ian has the shed. But he also and has a man cave. He does. Well, the man cave is like, so the room I'm in now is like my office and my mic and if I'm recording or doing voiceover and then he has his own space next door where he does that. It's, we, we do spend a lot of time apart in this <laughs> house, you know, there's a theme. But um, the shed is lovely in that it just feels like you've left your house. Yes, mm. what Even a luxury. If we don't have a big garden or anything, but it just feels like, you know, the process of leaving, going outside and going in somewhere else and um it looks like a proper old pub like an I old irish it. man's pub great do you have loads of props on the wall and sort of photos of friends that sort of thing yeah well yeah we only because we only built it before the pandemic 
And then the pandemic happened and then we didn't, hadn't done the inside yet. So we're like, well, that's just an empty shed. And then when there was that break between lockdowns, we're like, quick, just in case, let's, let's finish it off. <laughs> so we've lots of random stuff. So for example, speaking of random, um, we've got the footballer Robbie Keane's football boots. Oh my god! That he scored the winning soccer aid um, goal with because um, wow. Ian was playing in that. But one of my favourite footballers, I love Robbie, but one of my favourite footballers of all time is Shay Given, who is the Irish goalie. So Shay signed Robbie Keane's boot. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. That's hanging on the wall. I feel like that has to be locked up, though. Is it in, like, a display case so nobody, like, it's at the end of... It's hanging off a lamp area. <laughs> <laughs> Where it should be. I think that just sums up this uh, this pub shed perfectly, really, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Is there any beer on tap? Have you got a, ta- a beer tap or anything? We've got a Guinness tap <gasps> and a Tenants tap because you have to kind of tick of course, the boxes. The Celtic, Irish and Scottish. yes, of course. And we've got we've got this is this is fancy. So you know we've got the TV in the bath and we've got scampy fries on the wall <laughs> and Irish tato, which are the crisps from home. Oh um, yes. So it does feel quite authentic. All the luxuries. Also, a little bit of home for each of you. I love yeah. that. Yeah. No, we do love it. We ha- That's where we spent New Year's. <laughs> Brilliant. I want to um, go to your wardrobe because as someone who I think we can safely say is a style icon and has been for well over a decade. I'm talking about and his wonderful collar collection. <laughs> um, you have had some incredible outfits that obviously vary from like red carpet to on screen to being in the radio studio. And you touched on something there where you're saying that your work clothes have now changed. They're a bit more <laughs> active wear and comfy like the most of us. Mm-hmm. Are you someone who's very organised with your fashion at home? Do you have like a kind of colour coordination thing going on or like a clueless like rotating like wardrobe? Or is it like just shoved in backpacks and like hidden away? I can't deal with backpacks because you can't see them. I like I have to see stuff and... Uh, I remember that was the one thing I wanted as well. Like one day where you can see your clothes. Yes. Um, unless you can do that thing that Clueless do when she has that, you know, the yeah. computer screen and she can, can see everything. <laughs> That's but I don't my that. dream. You've got the TV in the bath. That's my dream. <laughs> That's a dream. I have... Um, I have like a shoe wardrobe. This sounds so fancy, but just being wow. able to see your stuff. Because I remember yes. before I used to wear the same like two shoes because it's, they were at the top of the wardrobe. Um, so now it's spaced out. The bi- And the biggest thing as well is that me and Ian keep our clothes in different rooms. Oh, because I think that's what, saved, that's what saved our relationship <laughs> because I I like to keep my clothes a certain way and he keeps it a different way. And, and who's got the biggest collection? Oh, God, I yeah. Well, when we were like, I was like, I'll take this room for... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but that room's like bigger than the bedroom. I'm like, yes, correct. Yes, yes. Correct. <laughs> are you quite good at keeping it in uh, a tidy manner? Then I oh, know. Do you know when you're running late? Like this is what I love at the moment. Now, now it's tidy because we're not going anywhere. Mm. But like you know, one of those like last minute things. If I was like filming and I came home and I had a DJ job and I was getting changed quickly for some reason, like everything has to come out of the wardrobe and be a pile on the floor. So now my time management is a little bit better. So it's not as crazy. There is when I first moved into the house um there's a girl called gabrielle she's called the wardrobe boss i have heard, heard about this mm. yeah there's like a few kind of people that do this but gabrielle actually um she was like working down the road she's um she's part-time nanny as well for my friends so she was doing this on the side and she did kind of make me think about just like if you can't see it or access it you're not going to wear it right and if you haven't worn it in a year or two why do you still have it mm. unless it's got like i don't know sentimental value so a lot of people are kind of jumping on that okay let's just have those faves now and then add little bits to it 
Well, that's the thing. And a lot of the stuff, like you said, like, you know, a lot of red carpets I've done, a lot of big events that I've worked at and like the BAFTAs and Brits, like a lot of those clothes I'll borrow because mm. when you, you know, I'm like, when am I going to wear this giant ball gown again? Do you know, realistically. <laughs> so like a lot of those, and I like that, it's more sustainable as well. Yeah. So I've been very lucky in my job that I can borrow a lot of stuff. But then I get really sentimental. Like I've got the outfit I wore when I won the MTV competition. Oh, like, no way. Ago. I've got these like pink boots, which like... You can't get rid of that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and they're leopard print on the inside. They're horrific. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but I can't get rid of them because of that sentimental value. So they're, yeah, they're like almost just taking up space that they probably shouldn't, but I just can't get rid of them. And what about lockdown shopping? Has there been a lot of activity? Um, I've really tried to reduce like what I'm... Like there's been a lot of... There was the tie-dye time, remember, and everyone was tie-dyeing <laughs> and tie-dye tracksuits. And I anything white, I tie-dyed. I'm surprised I've still got this white top left because everything was tie-dyed. And probably a few more like cashmere jumpers, like cosy mm. and soft. Mm. But then it gave me a chance, actually, lockdown, to look at seeing what I have. And I have so much stuff, so I'm not really allowing myself to buy too many more clothes. Yeah. Now, although you may not have bought many clothes in lockdown, I did hear about your rug incident. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I bought other crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have more clothes, but I mean, there's parcels coming to the house every day. I'm like, what have I done? Much now? to the excitement of Mick, I'm sure. I'm much to the excitement. He's like, oh, this is why he's like, someone's at the door again. <laughs> um, yeah, online shopping, like, it just can be such a disaster, can't it? What happened with the rug? So I bought a rug. I don't know if you saw it at the time. It's, and to my defense, if you see the pictures, it was on my Instagram. And like, I didn't necessarily look at the measurements, but if you see it, this is a TV, there's a sofa, there's this massive like rug. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a nice color scheme. I quite like it. it was like bright colors. Needed a rug. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just buy it. I'll just buy it. I'm just going to chip in. Did you check the dimensions yeah. of no. this rug before <laughs> pressing purchase? But like from the pictures, yeah. if you look at the pictures, okay. I'm like, unless that like, you know, table <laughs> and sofa are from a doll's house, <laughs> like you can see the size of the room, you can see a window, you can see a TV. I'm like, it's a big rug. Sure. And I just hit buy. Yeah. Bye now. Yeah. Bye. And... um. What arrived uh, was not the size, nor colour, really. Um, it was a doormat is what I got. No! Describe it as. And also, it's just like, do you know when like, the material isn't as good, the colour isn't as oh, good? No. And um, I think a lot of people related with me, though. I think it was the most, like, it was one of like the most liked posts I've ever put up. <laughs> ever. Yeah, but I've kept the door. I was like, do you know, I ended up getting a different, a bigger rug. <laughs> but I kept the doormat because I'm Did like, you? I bought this. I'm bloody well going to use it. Well, but it's quite hard to send back, isn't it? Like, I feel like yeah. it's an item. It wasn't not- worth it. <laughs> you are right, though. Everyone has been through this at some point in their lives. I tried to buy a laptop sleeve at one point, And what arrived was something no bigger than your average debit card. <laughs> I mean, like, what's that for? <laughs> no Whose idea. laptop is that size? Honestly, Polly Laura, I, I think I was just scammed there more than anything else. I've heard the yoga mat thing. Loads of people contacted me about yoga mats. They'd order a yoga mat and it would literally come the size of, like, you know, like a place setting for your dinner. <laughs> no. And I'm like, who wants a yoga mat that size? Like, I, I think they do it intentionally to mislead. Have any of your online purchases involved any baby-proofing items? Because you've obviously got quite a lot of sort of hazardous, potentially hazardous uh, parts of the house, such as the uh, the, the spiky <laughs> ends of guitars, uh, which would probably need uh, some protection. 
Do you know what? No, but maybe I should do. I guess we've got like a little dog. So that's kind of ideal. Like I remember my old flat in Camden. I remember getting, um, got like a roof terrace built on top of like the roof. And I had to measure Mick's head for the railings <laughs> to make sure that his head wouldn't fit through the railings oh, so we yes. get out. So the builder actually like measured his head. So maybe we need to do that with the baby. I don't know. <laughs> Better safe than sorry. Things. Yeah. <laughs> Just from the, the brief conversation we've had about your online purchases, please make sure you actually do the measurements and look at the dimensions online. No, I'm just not that per- I just don't look at the details. I was like, I look at the picture, I'm like, that looks like a mm. nice rug. Fine. Yeah, I think baby related uh, purchases may be worth, you know, scanning the description, at least yeah, for those. maybe. Get someone else to measure the circumference of the baby's head. Yeah. <laughs> I am, I've been quite good at the online purchases, but, but I, I just find myself buying stuff and then sending it back. It's not... See, I never send back doors. Yes. Even that doormat I still have and I probably should have sent back. No, don't say this. Like Good. George mentioned this and he's like, oh, I, I just can't be bothered sending back. How yeah. do you even begin? To, what do you do? I don't know. Do you have to go to the post office? Well, yeah, know. I've got like a little, I get a roll of labels, like sticky labels and I've got oh, like, you're, you're oh, one of those. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm so glad you're with me on this because... Like, you have a stationary room in your house, don't you? <laughs> I have a stationary corner. <laughs> <laughs> which is like all the pens I've collected over the years because I hate mm. people throwing away pens and well, like when you say that can you see this in vision I don't know if you can see this oh, I just literally <laughs> I just have pens everywhere and then, none and, of them work and also like every girl's going to be, be able to relate to this the token nail file in the pen oh yeah pot. I've got like a nail file in there too. look nail I've also got bubbles blowing bubbles oh my goodness I mean I just never give anything away yeah but you have been writing Lewis haven't you because you've got a book coming out yeah, um, book's coming out March 4th. And um, yeah, I spent a lot of time here doing that. I was kind of, I love writing, but I've never written in the long form. Like for mm. like, I've written articles and things and short films, but never, you know, sat down for that long and wrote that much. So um, was lockdown a bit of an opportunity for you to, to, to knuckle down and get this finished then? Yeah, because I'd written bits and pieces and I had ideas over the past few years. And it was a conversation we've been back and forth with probably over four years now when I look back. And nothing like being locked down to make you finish a project. <laughs> yeah. You literally couldn't leave the house. It was like being grounded. So I, it really gave me, again, it gave me that routine. Um, mm. Just like I gave myself a word count every day and um, really enjoy, actually really enjoyed the process. And the title of the book is called No One Can Change Your Life Except For You. Yeah, I love it's, that. Um, mm. it's a lyric from one of my favourite songs. Actually, the first album I ever owned when I think I was four or five, because um, I still have the cassette, it was Wilson Phillips. And the song was Hold On. Um, a lot of people might know it from Bridesmaids now. Yes. Um, but uh, uh, before then, Laura Whitmore as a four <laughs> or five-year-old had this and was a massive fan. And um, I do a thing on my radio show where I ask a lot of our guests um, the lyric that means a lot to them. And it can be anything. It can be like something really cheesy or it can be really deep. And my producer, I remember once asked me, what the lyric was that I lived for. And it was a line in that song, Hold On, which is no one can change your life except for you. And I kind of always had it written on like a blackboard in the kitchen or, Love you know, it just, just when you get, you know, when life kind of drags you down, you get a bit pissed off for people, which happens. And it, it just kind of reminded me to like stop putting blame on other people and just do what I can do. Mm-hmm. So when I wrote the book before we had a title and, you know, You'll know this when you work in music. It's quite hard to get approval of using song lyrics. <laughs> so I ended up having to get approval from the band. So that was, really? I ended up like talking to like China Phillips and um, her management and stuff um, and paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that is always the thing, isn't it? It's like when you can change a couple of words, maybe, but then still yeah. no. Okay, fine. Yeah. And I, it's very much a lyric because I talk a lot about lyrics in the book and music. So I was like, I, I just really wanted that title. So I'm delighted that I got to use it. Mm. It's it's lovely to hear how so many of your experiences growing up have seemed to have influenced your your home today. I mean, you can see them all over your, your house tour, really. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And I always feel like, it doesn't really matter because I travel a lot, not at the moment, but I do travel a lot and I work on location. I learned that it doesn't really matter where you are, there's certain stuff you can bring with you. Mm. And so yeah. what specifically do you think it is that that means home to you? Um, well, I guess you could say like the people, but you can't always have the people there. Yeah. But little things that like make you smile. Like I mentioned when I wrote the lyric, no one can change your life except for you on a blackboard somewhere just to kind of remind yourself or or sticking up you probably can even see now like I've always got like on my desk if I turn that around now I've got like pictures up on the wall and little quotes and messages and things like that so that's like yeah I'll always have stuff stuck like obviously some hotels don't like that so you can <laughs> 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 tack on the walls but um yeah little bits and pieces like that and music bring a speaker play yeah. a song no matter where you are music kind of brings something into into a home and do you think you'll be bringing a bit of Irish and a bit of Scottish into the baby's room somehow? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I don't think anyone will ever understand a cross Scots-Irish. <laughs> like, sometimes I don't understand Ian and Ian doesn't understand me. Like, do you know? I was like, I, what are you saying? It's a classic <laughs> smile and nod. Mm-hmm. And, well, George is about to make it into his first kind of home. Mm. Ooh, and we've, so exciting. we've mm. been asking for top tips from all of our guests. If you had like one item that he definitely needs. Now, what would you say if there's one item that George needs for his like first home his Mm. first flat oh god so like I can be really obvious and be like the toaster or the microwave because (laughs) I do you know what like you know people always like you know like like eating and making it easy and sure, quick yeah. um, I the toaster I use for so many things potato waffles stuff and you shouldn't put it in what? the toaster I put in the toaster frozen potato waffles yeah, 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 in a toaster that. I did that at uni wow. yeah. what do you yes. mean mm. just you know the frozen waffles like you can even get it's them a in the meal face in like of three minutes. Faces. But like little things, I remember little things like that. Uh, get a toaster, but not for the bread. <laughs> yeah, for other things. <laughs> and I just think as well, like I know it's such a cliche, but like I like, I'm weird with smells and other people's smells, do you know? Mm. So I can candle in the bathroom for everybody's sake. Uh, or poo drops, you know. <laughs> if you're sharing with somebody you don't know, I like how just straight to the point that was. Like we all knew Smell exactly what you meant by that. It's yep. a it's a good point though. I got a scented candle for Christmas. I think it was yeah. my first ever scented candle, and it's my favorite thing ever because it smells of my favorite place ever, uh, Walt Disney World. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean it smells of Walt Disney? Okay, like okay. Mickey Mouse. It doesn't smell of Mickey. It smells no. okay. of a it smells of a. Of Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> it, it smells of a, a particular ride at Walt Disney World. It, it ta- and it genuinely does. It takes what me right mean? back there. What ride? It's, it's called Flight of Passage. It's like an Avatar-themed <laughs> ride. It's amazing. But it's got a really specific smell to it, which I love. Oh. And one of my friends got me a uh, Flight of Passage-scented candle for my uh, Wow. My See, I'm big into smell. Smells take me back to places. So evocative. So, yeah. So yeah. Like, I, and, and especially like if I travel abroad, the smell from home, from mm. different rooms and things like that. Yeah. So I'm all about... I've never had a smell from a ride before no but. me neither <laughs> oh so key item scented candle I like in that the yeah. or poo drops or, <laughs> drops or possibly a toaster can I have or, both or a toaster frozen Everything. waffles I'll yeah. have both I'm allowed both they'll keep I them think. all in the same room yeah. we've, we've covered all bases there I think <laughs> we have we have 
Thank you so much, Laura, for uh, for coming on All Round Mine with Primark and uh, and telling us all about your place. I think it's been great to kind of get that insight of how you've taken home with you and all the things you do. And you mentioned this. I just need to ask, because mm-hmm. you've got a book coming out. You've got yes. your radio show. You've got the <laughs> yes. podcast. Yes. Um, you're currently like baby proofing the house. Is there anything that you haven't mentioned that we well, should keep really baby proofed the house. You've just brought that up now and I'm thinking I probably should. <laughs> We've got a new series of Celebrity Juice starting soon. Brilliant. Um, so I'll try and keep my legs crossed as I'm filming that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Well, thank you so much. And, and yeah, thank you for letting us come round years it's been awesome thanks for coming around thanks laura thank you all so much for listening to all round mine with primark make sure you join us next time where we'll be off to kem Setany's house can't wait <laughs>